is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today, I'm really excited to welcome Kara Golden to the show. Kara is the founder and CEO of Hint, and she's going to be talking about her brand new book and overcoming doubts and doubters in life and career. Kara, welcome. I'm a big fan and so delighted to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm a big fan of yours and very excited to be here. Well, lovely. We're going to have a great conversation, but I want to get started right off the bat because you call yourself an accidental entrepreneur. So tell our global audience, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I call myself an accidental entrepreneur because I I really came to the world of startups on a different path than many other entrepreneurs that I know or have read about. And, you know, founding a company was never my goal. Um, I didn't go to business school. I was in my mid-30s when I founded Hint and had held a number of media and tech jobs and lived in New York and San Francisco and then got married and had a bunch of kids. I have four kids. Um, And uh, then like many other people in the early 2000s, I really discovered that something in my life was actually preventing me from getting as healthy as I wanted to be. And ultimately for me, it was this diet soda habit that I had. And drinking more water I knew was better for me. And and finally, I just decided I'm going to get rid of the diet soda because I don't really understand all of the ingredients um, that were on the label and I'm going to start drinking water. But I felt like it was just really boring. And when I finally made that commitment, then I saw that I, you know, got healthier. I lost the weight that I was looking to lose. My skin cleared up. I had lots more energy. Um, But I learned that, again, going back to, you know, I aspired to be a water drinker Uh, especially then, but thought about myself over the years as well and why I hadn't been drinking water. And it really like just dawned on me how boring water was to me. And so I, I decided one day when I saw this beautiful bowl of fruit on my counter that I would throw some slices of fruit into a pitcher and just make it tastier. And that was really the start of you know, I certainly wasn't the first person to put fruit in my water, but, uh, but basically what I had seen was there was all these drinks out there that were, you know, calling themselves water that were actually sweetened with either diet sweeteners or regular sugar. And I thought, gosh, if we could actually really create with water with just fruit in it, then it could not only help, it's obviously helped me, but it could also help a lot of other people um, to just enjoy water and also get healthy. And so I really, you know, what I mean by the accidental entrepreneur is that I really let my passion and my commitment to making a great product be my guide. And I stayed focused on what mattered most about the product, which was really the taste, but, you know, also really the, the idea of, of a mission and a purposeful, you know, idea for for a company is is it you know it wasn't what people talked about 15 years ago it was it was really um it it was not the focus so i think for for me um 
that is really how I think about this. I don't think people need to be, you know, they don't wake up or grow up thinking I've got to go be an entrepreneur. This is a, a great example of somebody who, you, you know, kind of did it by accident. Yeah, that's a great story. So I love there's a line in your bio where Huffington Post lists you as one of six disruptors in business. So what does that mean to you? You know, I think for me, I mean, I, I was so honored. I mean, some of my kind of favorite people out there, uh, and including one that is is no longer with us, but uh, Steve Jobs, who I always aspired to, you know, really admired a lot of what he built and, and sort of what he talked about. But I think for me, being a disruptor is somebody that isn't afraid, uh, isn't undaunted, right? And the name of my book, um, it, to, to ultimately go out and try and do something that maybe is not, you know, what people think you should be able to do. And, and so you disrupt an industry, um, like the rest of the people that they named in that article uh, alongside me that really has been thought to be done a certain way. And that doesn't stop you because you think, well, maybe it could be another way and people just haven't tried it that way. And that's why it's not out there. Yeah. Thank you for your candor and your your vulnerability sharing that. Good segue, because your book is called Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. Now, let's be candid. Most people would look at you right now and say, okay, she's wildly successful, but they don't know the backstory. They don't know what it took to get there, right? It wasn't overnight success. You've worked and continue to work incredibly hard. So what's an example of a doubt or a doubter that you overcame? So when I created my first recipe for unsweetened hint fruit infused water 15 years ago, I, I didn't know anything about the beverage industry. And frankly, I wasn't sure I could build a beverage business. So I, you know, really thought about how do I do this? And so I, I reached out for some expert advice, talked to a few friends, and ultimately ended up contacting an executive at one of the major soda companies out there. I won't name names, but uh, through a friend. And, and I, I shared my excitement about you know, figuring out how to make water taste great without sugar sweeteners. And obviously, he you know wanted to know what my background was and, you know, that and I explained that I had been a tech executive. I hadn't grown up in any of the soda companies or or any of the food companies out there. And he had a, but basically I had just because of that I had a bunch of questions about bottling and distribution of drinks. And ultimately, instead of answering my questions, he told me not to bother. Um, and you know that I should really go back to go and working in tech because um, he didn't think that this was a product that consumers wanted. And uh, I'll never forget he said something that that a lot of people have said to me. Gosh, I think I would have just you know gone home or quit at that point. Uh, he said, "Sweetie, Americans love sweet," and uh, and that was really I thought gosh, what, you know, what is he saying to me, right? Like, who's calling me sweetie and telling me that I could basically never 
turn unsweetened fruit infused water into a business. And frankly, it, you know, really pissed me off um, that he called me sweetie. Uh, and, uh, but he wasn't the only one with doubts about the potential market for my products, uh, you know, including myself, because between the doubters and my own doubts, I, I think back on it now, I could have easily given up and moved on to something else. I could have gone back to a job in tech and especially being in Silicon Valley where I live. But I knew deep down that what I had created in my kitchen was helping me get healthier and that there were plenty of other people like me who wanted to drink water but found plain water boring. Otherwise, these categories uh, like vitamin water and other things that were out there and super hot in the market back then um, wouldn't be successful. And so, you know, fast forward 15 years, today we're nationwide in grocery stores, warehouse clubs, online. Um, you know, we've built a whole new category of drinks, which again, like I just wanted a water that tasted better. I had no idea that I was, you know, going to be tackling the large, you know, soda companies that I was doing something that was not only just building a uh, product, but also building an entirely new category. Oh, I love it. Kara, we'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedoubthiggins.com. So, Kara, one of the things that I just love about your book is the the real authenticity. And I know that word is overused these days, but you're vulnerable, right? You just put it all out there. And often we have this, I think, um, ridiculous idea that entrepreneurs have to just be fearless, right? You get real and talk about your doubts and your fears. So give us the scoop. Are you a different type of entrepreneur or what What empowered you to do that? Yeah. I mean, I I think for me, and, and part of the reason why I, I wrote Undaunted was it's it's easy to think that someone who has achieved huge things in business or life must be super confident and that, you know, they separate themselves from the rest of us, you know, as, as like whole, they're up on a pedestal. But the reality is, is like what separates them from the, from the rest of us is that they you know, really are willing to kind of tackle, you know, fear, right? And so I think that that is really the key thing that I wanted to write about in this book. And I write about it, obviously, through the building of Hint and sort of my life overall. But, you know, that is really the key thing that I've seen that I that I kind of want to um, really get in in people's heads more than anything, that the thing that allows people to take on big goals isn't fearlessness. It's that they recognize their fears and decide to deal with them and move forward. And, you know, that's being undaunted. And and that's, you know, really what I talk about in the book and give lots of examples in my own life from when I was a little kid all the way up to 
making huge, you know, the hint a huge success. And I really want to show people using my own life that it's okay to have doubts and fears, but you can't let them stop you from moving forward. That's terrific. So one of the chapters that really resonated for me was celebrate the wins. Tell our audience more about that. Yeah. I mean, I think that the key thing in creating, you know, any, any type of, of successful venture is that you've got to actually go back and look at the things that you've done that were actually, maybe they, maybe they weren't necessarily your, your end goal, right? They were things that happened along the way. But I think so often we get discouraged, we get depressed because we think, gosh, we can't really get anything done ultimately because, you know, we're, we're failures or, or whatever. And I oftentimes, you know, even when I'm talking to employees or I'm talking, you know, to friends or frankly talking to myself, I think it's going back and really looking at things that you've done well and things that you've done right. And frankly, that can also be, you know, in your personal life and, and challenges that you've had to deal with along the way that maybe are not, um, you know, maybe you forget about, or you don't sort of hold those up as things that are, you know, definitely, um, you know, hard, but I, I really think are kind of the thing that we need to celebrate more often. And, you know, and again, I think if you take the time to really look back on those things, then you'll really realize that, you know, it's not, it's not over. It can't, you know, not be taken on or it, it's, it's, you know, something that is a, a challenge that ultimately um, you're, you're able to overcome. So it's an interesting time in history in that we are around the world dealing with a, a global pandemic. And, you know, the, the economy had fits and starts for obvious reasons starting in March. Things are booming for you. So did, did COVID give you a pause in, in, in an opportunity to reflect on, on the business and, and just life at large? And how might things have changed for you? I think the main thing that I'm very proud of is that we've just done a lot of things right over the years. So going back to your previous question too, celebrating the wins. I mean, we had put a lot of, you know, time and effort over the years into, you know, everything from manufacturing to making sure that um, our, our sales channels were um, not just focused on one or two, but three different types of ways that we ultimately made money. Um, and, and that was really important in times when, you know, our food service business, when, which is primarily offices ended up closing down, we still had our direct to consumer, our retail business. And, you know, again, that's, that's something where I probably had more beverage executives say to me, how did you know to actually go and launch a direct to consumer business on like build your own site and i think it's just being able to not only be creative and think differently but but again that goes back to being undaunted and and i don't think that that is fearlessness did i have doubts about whether or not people would ultimately buy online of course i did but i think when i really started to see 
and recognize the wins that that we had had along the way um, with direct to consumer. I really felt like, you know, that was something that that we could do and and be very successful. And our business has uh, tripled um, since March, um, so which is you know amazing. And as I told yeah. you earlier, we also just raised a pretty large round of funding. We did a lot of things that we weren't supposed to do during this time. And, and, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a, a crazy time, but also a time that really, uh, goes back, frankly, to the title of the book where it's, for me, it's, you know, put me into the game, right? Like, let's just, let's keep going. And, and sure there were scary moments along the way, but having confidence that, Hey, we can do this and, and we can, you know, we don't need to sort of go into total lockdown during and during a pandemic instead, like, let's figure out how do we service the customer? How do we service our stores? And, you know, how do we service our employees and grow in a way that, um, that this consumer wants us to grow? Um, but also in a way that, you know, might have scared a lot of people. I mean, we we took on major distribution this year um, that, you know, anybody in the beverage industry would have said there's no way that they will be able to, you know, handle this kind of volume growth. I mean, we, we not only tripled our direct-to-consumer business, but also added uh, Walmart and Sam's Club and Aldi and Costco this year. So a lot of, you know, a lot of water being churned out. And again, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, really making sure that, that you recognize like, okay, yeah, I can do this and, and I can take these things on and, and overcome, you know, the doubts and, and the doubters, um, that are out there. And, you know, it's, it's fun to be on the other side. I have to say too, when you, when you ultimately, there were so many people in the early days, uh, 15 years ago, especially based on, you know, my resume of being a tech executive who had said, there's really no, I mean, this will not happen. This business will not happen. She does not have the credentials to be able to go out and build the company that she's built today. We're the largest uh, non-alcoholic private beverage company today that in the U.S. that does not have a relationship uh, with Coke, Pepsi, or Dr. Pepper Snapple. That's got to make you you feel having the doubters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and what I think is the most fun I'll, I'll tell you is, is when you have the people that actually, you know, liked you and thought you were pretty nice and kind of enjoyable to talk to. And they said, yeah, you're, this just won't work. You know, you should really go back to tech. You should go do these other things. And now, uh, you know, some of them actually say, I, I always knew that you'd be able to do it. And, um, and then there's another group that actually owns the fact that they didn't think that, uh, that we were going to be able to do it. And they know they told me that. And now they've been proven wrong. And yeah. I always say, I really appreciate the fact that you remember that conversation because I yeah. do too. Yes, yes, game on. So, Carrie, your husband works with you in in the business. How how's that going? That's got to be beautiful and complicated. Yeah, you know, he has worked with me um, since the beginning, yeah. and uh, I was pregnant with our fourth child when I decided on this great idea of launching Hint, and so he uh, 
he had worked in tech and totally different industry, um, had not worked in the soda industry either. And so, you know, he was really looking at me as like, wow, she's taking on a lot. And again, having three kids at the time under six and about to have a fourth under six, I, he just said, okay, I think I need to help her out a little bit. And, you know, even though we had separate but highly intense jobs, we had always really helped each other and supported each other. And I think Theo, you know, like, again, we have really different skills. People ask me all the time, like, do you think I should go work with my husband? I mean, that or my spouse, like that's, that's a loaded question, right? You that's like asking, should I go work with my best friend, right? Like, it's just you, it really, really depends on what the skill sets and ours are very, very different. But what we've seen over the years is we've picked up a lot of really useful tricks from one another. And because we had never worked together before, we had, you know, definitely worked in tech and different companies and sort of shared stories, but never had worked. And he's an intellectual property lawyer by trade. So very, very different um, skills. But he joined us early, kind of as a temporary position, but he's still there 15 years <laughs> later with his desk right next to me as chief operating officer. But, you know, when we finally launched the company, uh, you know, right as I found out I was pregnant with our fourth child, I knew I was going to need some help. And he was kind of the obvious choice. And frankly, I still laugh when I think about the look on his face when I told him, okay, listen, you know, the this flavored water stuff, the fruit in the water that I've been doing at home, um, I'm going to start a company and I think I can launch the first products in about eight months, which is about the time that we're going to have for fourth child. So like, and, and he was like, wait, what, what did you say? What was the last part of that? And I, I said, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm pregnant. And he said, oh my God, I cannot believe like, like you're really crazy. And I said, it's going to be fine. It'll be fun. You know, we'll launch this company. And, you know, now, I mean, I look back on it and I think not only, has this worked out well? We would just celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary, but we also have four beautiful now teenagers. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. I guess one of them is, is 21. So she's not a teenager anymore, but you know, what we've taught them is really, again, not the norm. Like parents don't work together anymore, right? Like that's not a large percentage of what people do. Also the fact that you know, a female I'll always be the founder, but being a female CEO is not, there's not that many of us, yeah. right? And not, and I'll always be the founder, but the fact that I'm still the CEO 15 years later, and he's, you know, he's so great. He so proudly supports that whenever asked as well, you know, about like, what's it like working for your wife? And, you know, he says, don't we all, like, if we have a wife, don't we all work for our wife? Like, it's, <laughs> you know, and now his two daughters, I have two daughters and two sons. But but I also think, you know, being a role model, not just for my kids, but particularly for my sons, too. I mean, I think what they've learned from watching me, but also watching my husband, is that they respect women. And they don't think that there's any reason why women can't be CEOs and women can't be executives in companies because their mom has done that their whole life. And they don't think it's abnormal. So I've 
heard from teachers and um, coaches and and lots of other people over the years uh, who have heard shared stories um, with me about conversations that they've had with my kids really, you know, speaking to this and how, you know, my kids loved, my son plays a ton of tennis and he loves to play tennis with, with girls. And he doesn't really understand why in high school they're split, right? You just don't play co-ed. And I'm like, well, that's a really good point. Maybe you should go change that, right? right? Like yeah. that, those are the conversations that I think ultimately we need more of of this. And you know, I think my kids live undaunted, right? Like they, you know, they're living in a world where maybe they're fed lots of, you know, this is the way things need to be done, and they think, well, I don't know, maybe they can be done another way, and this is growing up in a house that I think they've, they've seen it. And that is, I'm, I'm really proud of that and that I'm able to really offer that as a parent. That is awesome. Kara, I learned so much from you today. And as a happy consumer of Hint Water, thank you. But also thank you for this extraordinary book. I want to tell our, our global audience all about it. It's called Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts, and doubters and it is available on amazon and at all major book retailers and i strongly encourage our audience to go out and get a copy it is a phenomenal read Kara, thank you i'm just so excited to have you on the show and thank you for inspiring us and sharing your wisdom thank you so much and if you like our show subscribe on itunes or soundcloud and even better leave us a review because this helps new people find us online let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, our Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thanks for listening.